All right. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, my name is Brett Stringer. I am your host. Uh, this is Mixtape Leadership, and specifically, this is Music to Lead to. Um, we have a great guest. Oh, we always have great guests, but this guest um, I've gotten to know over the last couple of years. Um, he is a powerhouse. He is a, uh, I can't remember, a four or five-star athlete. Um uh, he has uh, beat me in the first round of a hundred yard dash, but we've yet to do a rematch. Um, but that's got to happen. Uh, but he is just a tremendous leader here in the city of Minneapolis, uh, and uh, just is a like I said, a powerhouse uh, when it comes to equity, when it comes to um, building systems and breaking down systems. Uh, and I've just gotten to know him very well um, over the last few years as we were both principals in Minneapolis Public Schools. And I'm very honored to have him here today. So, Yusuf, Abdullah, it's good to see you. You too as well. Good to be here. Thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. Of course. Of course. Uh, for those who don't know you, can you give us a little bit of background of who you are and uh, anything else you'd like to share with us before we start today? Absolutely. Uh, first of all, I'm a native of Racine, Wisconsin. That's uh, so I was born and raised. Um, some people call it the mistake on the lake, but I thought it was a pleasant place to live, uh, living um, in a city that's about 90,000, and then having the, the the means to get to Milwaukee and Chicago, um, you know, for family events, for, you know, vacation, for basketball tournaments, you know. So if Racine was too small, we'd go to Milwaukee. If Milwaukee wasn't getting it, we would end up in Chicago. So I had a great childhood, um, ended up in uh, in Minnesota um, on the basketball scholarship to the University of Minnesota Duluth. I didn't know anything about Minnesota except for Prince and Kirby Puckett. So, you know, I was coming to, felt like I was coming to foreign territory. Uh, but, you know, I enjoyed my time in, in Duluth. I was a student athlete, played basketball, uh, off a conference player. Uh, that's why you say I was a five-star athlete, or you try to diminish it by saying four-star. I- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I should have done my research. <laughs> yes, absolutely. You know, I take pride in that. Uh, but anyways, I uh, got a physical education degree, uh, ended up coaching right after uh, my four years of playing, which was great, which is how I got a opportunity to get a, um, a master's degree, uh, complimentaries of uh, University of Minnesota Duluth. So I went into master's education. I worked for the university. I was in admissions. Uh, I felt uh, it was very... Um, cool to be able to recruit students of color to try to diversify the campus. So I was in a lot of places recruiting students, educating, really educating students in the college admission process. I felt that that was the way to go about it, to say, come here. No, let me, you know, share the importance of higher education. Uh, You know, at that time, I I met my wife, um, who, you know, we've been together for 20 years, but we started off in Duluth. She's a graduate of UMD as well. She currently works for Minneapolis Public Schools, just as I do. Um, had two children in Duluth, uh, Yusuf and Karan. And um, then my wife said, we got to get the heck out of Duluth. Uh, <laughs> enough is enough to be in foreign territory. So we ended up moving down to her hometown in Minneapolis, which was great. Um, we had our daughter. So then, you know, our family of, of, of four turned to a family of five. Uh, I started off at uh, Henry High School as a career and college center coordinator. So I was still doing that college work making sure that students had a plan before they graduated. Most of the time, it was uh, post-secondary. Some of the times it was on-the-job training. 
And some of the times it was just trying to figure it out with students. Uh, I found a lot of passion at work. Uh, I ended up start coaching high school basketball during that time. Uh, the last team that brought Henry to state, I was a part of that. Uh, and I was an acrobat. A lot of people don't know that growing up in Racine, I was a street tumbler. Uh, we did shows. Uh, I brought that talent to, to Duluth. Um, I ended up working in the community center and teaching the team how to, to, to put all those skills into a performance. And it was no different when I ended up in Minneapolis. I put all those skills uh, working with students. And it was interesting because it wasn't it, – tumbling attract a unique group of people, yeah. right? So it was no wonder that the, the racial diversity was, was, was the way it was. The abilities, uh, education ability was the way it was. It was just like it, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if misfits is a bad term, but it was just a, a good collective of different people. And I thought that it, you know the the brains behind that is that those are the people that wasn't seen, yeah. right? Those were the people that people didn't really know that they had another talent. And so I thought, you know, all the things that I did earlier in my career. That was those are the moments when I was teaching Tomlin because I wasn't the professional basketball. I'm saying I, I know everything, right? You know, kind of jokingly saying that, but I knew everything. But Tomlin, it would challenge me every day. And the biggest challenge is to make sure our young people were safe while they were doing it. Yeah. Um, people saw my talents and encouraged me. And, and Mike Walker, he was on your show earlier. Him and I both kind of fell in this category where folks are pushing us to go into leadership. So we both. Um, you know, went to yeah, uh, uh, St. Cloud State, got our administrative license. Um, and then I continued to, you know, and then I became a principal for uh, for about 11 years, AP principal for about 11 years at Henry High School. So that was amazing uh, to be at the school that I kind of developed my career. Um, and then I got promoted just just uh, this summer as an associate superintendent. So um, I feel like I'm in a, in a good place in my career and able to give back to the community that I'm serving. Um, in the greater community of Minneapolis. Well, cool. Well, thank you. Uh, well, just a real quick back. I know you watched um, at least the show with with uh, Dr. Walker, but uh, just a quick background of kind of where this started. Um, when I started teaching, Pult was driving in the parking lot on the first day of school, and I, I I needed to have some sort of song to kind of hype me up to enter the classroom that day. Um, and and then it just became this thing that every August I thought of a song that was kind of the year long anthem. Uh, and then as I got into leadership, that shifted and started thinking a little bit more about strategy and more about, um, you know, the strategic planning and what have you. The the one song expanded into a 10 song playlist. Um, and then I just started in talking to leaders around the country. Music just always came up and whatever to hype them or whatever caused them to be reflective, whatever it was, um, that was a big part of the conversation. And um, and so that's that's where that's what this is right now. And it's just a couple of norms. Um, your story is our stories are personal. Our, our relationship with music is personal. Our relationship with leadership um, and uh, and our family is personal. So I just just a huge note of gratitude before we even begin that whatever you're willing to share today. I appreciate it. The second thing is there's nothing off limits. So whatever you want to talk about, <laughs> just just know it is going out there into the ether. Um, and then the third thing is like, I look forward to each one of these conversations. I learn something new, um, whether it be an artist, it be a song, um, 
uh, or it be a song that I haven't listened to in a, in a, in that way before. And so, uh, I'm, I'm excited to learn from you, uh, uh, kind of the music that drives you. You ready? Yeah. Can I just kind of kick it off by saying that I'm not really a playlist type of guy. Okay. <laughs> but I, I operate off mood, um, um, and situations. So, um, I'm, I'm, I'm open minded to a lot of different genres and, and, uh, music, but, you know, certainly speaks to me, um, in certain situations. Awesome. Love it. So what, uh, is a band group or artist that, uh, you most associate with your childhood and what's the biggest, uh, the most, the biggest memory that you have of them? Well, come on. That, that's, that's a hard question. You know, there's so many great artists and albums, you know, I'm thinking about <laughs> Michael Jackson, of course, right? I think he, he got everybody on uh, Michael Jackson, everybody's playlist, New Edition, Prince, In Vogue, you know, they came out hard, Snoop Dogg, Ice Cube. Uh, so it's kind of hard for me to answer that question, but I'm going to answer it this way, if you don't mind. Yeah. Um, it, it, it was one Saturday morning, you know, my dad, you know, we, you know, we valued family in my, and family time in my household. And um, he thought he was a DJ. He, you know, he liked he liked Herbie Hancock and anything that came out just just you know hard. He he was bumping it, and it was always a Saturday morning when he was playing it. And one song came on, and it was just quite interesting how it impacted the family, it impacted us. We talked about it right after, and it was uh, "Back to Life" by Soul to Soul. Yep, it goes back to life back to reality but the way it kick off some songs some um some of the the the, the song is just go right into it but this one had an acapella that started off mm-hmm. and, it, and it just slowly got into it and then when the when the when the bass hit and the b hit it just you know it just, all of a sudden this was it was jamming it was fun and my mom always danced to the music that my dad played which is why I'm certainly sure that they 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 got together, um, <laughs> but it just brought up just you know kind of who I am as a as a youngster. I'm really into family. Uh, I'm really into connecting. Um, you know, most of the time we would we would clean up while we're you know listening to music. Um, but it just you know for me it it really brought me back to just how we lived our life as a youngster, innocent, free, uh, and just straight up connected. I love that. I love those those Saturday morning, Sunday morning stories. Like we, that's how my family, that's how me as a dad, it's, it's Sunday mornings, it's Sunday mornings, it's making waffles, it's finding some sort of um, kind of playlist for the morning. I love that. So you and I have both been uh, principals of a variety of different levels. Um, we, uh, our careers have, have mirrored in the sense that um, the communities that we've served um, tend to um, need a voice, need a voice for the voiceless um, and need an advocate and need a change maker. And so I wonder, this next question is thinking about when you are in that work, when you, it might be uh, something that's coming up, something that's happened, something that you need to do the work. Um, Is there a song or artist that, you put the headphones on, you put it on in your office, wherever you may be in your car. Uh, is there a song or artist that that helps you with that work? 
Yeah, you know, you're you're so right. The work is 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 heavy. It's hard. Um, extremely challenging um, in many cases, and also rewarding. Um, and um, you know, leading Henry High School, I, I'm thinking about Henry right now uh, with some of the challenges where we um, lost some students to some of the community violence, um, and um, having to stand up in front of staff, having to stand up in front of families. Um, students. Um, some of those those days were extremely hard. And, um, you know, being the leader, um, I just needed some motivation um, all the time. Um, but I, I feel like a lot of that energy came from just being an athlete too, right? And an athlete, you know, you, you're going to be facing the game, um, you're in a locker room, you know, you, you're building up that anticipation, you're visualizing what you're going to do, you're just like a leader, you know, and, and as a school, you're visualizing what that would look like. You're putting things to play. You're playing it out before you're actually in the moment. Mm -hmm. And um, and so my my childhood, how I got to where I am, um, you know, there's just, 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 you know, one song that gets me there. Um, <laughs> and it brings me back more so than it brings me forward, right? <laughs> uh, and I think bringing me back gives me the strength to move forward. <laughs> and it's funny. I'm joking. I'm, I'm laughing because I'm trying to build it up. But it's eight ball and MJG, uh, okay. top of the world. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just I'm facing this big old challenge. I'm moving a big boulder up a hill. I got to stand in front of everybody and let them know how we're going to play this out. This challenge. Uh, this we're gonna figure this Rubik's cube out. You know. And it was almost like you know I'm five seven three quarters. You know, going up against six tens on the basketball court. So you know. You know, they'll say, get that animosity that you got to give me off your chest because you can't bring me down even if you tried your best. And I'm like, yeah, you know, let's go, you know, and just get in that 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 zone, that mood. Um, and, and, and it just really tells me that I got this. You know, I've been through a lot. I've seen a lot. Um, I could put the words together to to convey the message uh, with compassion, uh, with empathy, um, with with uh, a tone that that tells not just myself that I got it, but we got it. When's the, when's the last time you played that song? <laughs> I'm, I'm in Racine, Wisconsin, by the way, I came to, to, to speak for African-American Youth Achievement Awards uh, ceremony. So, oh, you know, great. I got some things coming up uh, on Monday that I got to get ready for. So, you know, it's, there's never a bad time to play that song because it's going to bring me back um, before I go move forward. Awesome. Is there a song that you um, identify that most connects with your values? I, I try. I try to find, you know, something that I listen to and try to figure out if it aligns. Well, there's a lot, uh, but I'll just narrow it down and say there's an album, if I, if you don't mind me. Um, and it's The Miseducation of Lauren Hill. Um, you know, she, she talks about education. Um, she had a smooth vibe to it. Um, she has some rough edges that that go along with it. She spoke the truth, um, and I believe in the truth, the pain. I believe in in the, in in the pain and and you know, how that um, impacts us as humans. Um, it felt like the 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 album was was about a movement, um, um, about the person of Lauren Hill, uh, but really speaking to the culture uh, of Black people. Um, joy, you know, I value joy a great deal. Um, you know, I'm laughing, I'm joking, even through the midst of it. I think that's something that's been passed down from generations to generations while you're sitting in that challenge. Um, you know, where can you find the joy? Yeah. Um, and then most importantly, I think the album really kind of 
exemplify love? Uh, how do we show up um, as people um, and love um, the people that's in front of us, um, regardless of their blood or not? So um, my values are kind of soaked in in that album as I listen to it and and play it in multiple songs. You know, everything is everything. Um, kind of pops out to me. Um, so no, Miss Education, Lauren Hill. You know, the album uh, is hard for me. Is there a song um, that that aligns with your trajectory, aligns with um, your career, um, or aligns with you personally? Right. So thinking about growing up in Racine, going to UMD, moving to Minneapolis. Um, you know, you, you you have your kids, you have your wife, you have um, you know just a variety of influences that you have on on your career and just you as a man. Is there a song um, that re- best represents that? Oh, absolutely. 1989, "Fight the Power" by Public Enemy. Um, again, very similar to to the challenges, um, kind of how I approach um, the world, the challenges. Um, you know. Um, fight the power, it, it just kind of exemplifies uh, and highlights the challenges of Black people in America. Um, that song is speaking to the people, um, empowering them to do something about it. Don't just let it be. You know, we we have uh, um, an institution and systems that are uh, interested in white supremacy. And, um, and uh, in, you know, 89, I was, what, in eighth grade when I came out and just not quite understanding the lyrics um, at the time, but definitely um, resonates with me now, especially, um, you know, how far we have come, but haven't moved one step forward. You know what I mean? So it's 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 really about how do I center myself? How do I continue to um, try to create a better place, um, not just for myself, but my kids and my, my children's kids and so on. Um, so that kind of get, uh really um as as fun and I think joyful I can be, I'm still entrenched in the culture of of fighting the powers. Um I mean you even think about the relationship that I have with my wife, it's just, you know, there's so many things out there that wouldn't mind um tearing us apart. But, you know, I want to do all I can to stand tall, be with be by her side, let her lead, let myself lead, um, be the best team we possibly can be. Um, I think that's part of uh, when I say fight the power, it's not just the education system. It's just um, the, the evils that surround us that uh, would love to tear us apart. All right. So you say you're not a, a mixtape person, um, but I've asked you to think about um, a, a, a mixtape that you would build for kind of where you are right now in life. Um, and I've asked you to identify your top five. Um, so without being a mixtape person, were you able to put together your top five? Oh, absolutely. Good, it, good. It, it wasn't too hard either. Ah. <laughs> uh, I will start off with uh, the Fugees. I'll go with Killing Me Softly. Nice, good mix. Um, Lauren Hill again, killing it. Um, rapping, singing. Uh, then I got Jay-Z. What more can I say? What more can I say? I mean, he 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 dropped the mic. <laughs> you know what I mean? He, he he wouldn't stop. He he killed it on that one. And um, you know, again, little little baby. 
um, brought brought in some of our new artists. Uh, <laughs> some of our old heads can't get out of the old time. Yeah. So yeah. I figured, you know, if you're going to create a playlist, Brett, you know, with all these songs, let's get some new stuff in there. Little Baby's <laughs> the big picture. I thought he hit home with the message that he was delivering. Um, I became a Nipsey Hussle fan. I mean, I can listen to his whole, I could just put essentials on for, for Nipsey Hussle uh, on my Apple phone and I could listen to that all day. Uh, but the one specific uh, one that, that came out for me was uh, featuring uh, Kendrick Lamar Marathon. Yeah, uh, I feel like you know we are we're running. He hit it on the nose on that one. We're running a marathon, and I always say, man, I feel like I'm sprinting a marathon. So yeah. not just running a marathon. Like <laughs> I have no much. I have nothing else to give. Uh, uh, and then a ball MJG I had to slide them back up there, uh, top of the world. And I can let I can let the whole album play, but that one. Um, I know all the lyrics and, and I don't know if there's any song that I know all the lyrics, but that one, I'm 98% with knowing all the lyrics. So as I look at these top five, um, is there a through line through those five, um, a thematic through line, something that those five make you, you think, um, but you said at the beginning, oh, definitely I got, I got five. So why, why did those five come to mind? Well, it, it goes back to my value system. You know, I value uh, the rough edges. Things don't have to be smooth all the time. Although they're, you know, it's it's um, objective. You can you can stand back, and some people might think the rough edges is smooth. Um, uh, but I, I don't always like to play in the lines. Um, and some of those songs um, definitely step outside of those. Um, there's a lot of truth in some of those songs um, that I that resonate with me. Um, you know, again, I value pain. Um, there's a lot that, that can come from that as human beings. Um, joy, it gives me a lot of joy. Um, you know, I think in, in, in love. Uh, so those are just going back to the value system that I uphold. Um, but I, I, I just, you know, can't stop, won't stop, right? I mean, um, I think it's, you know, um, as Black men, you know, we are struggling with, with health um hypertension um high blood pressure um heart disease um and so um i think a lot of these songs just allow me to be in a mindset that um it's, it's a long road ahead but sometimes um it's cut short and if i can maximize the time that i have here to do something for um you know my family and and um this world um i think um you know that's what i'm here for so you know, these songs just kind of just allow me to stand tall, stand bold, and um, try to make this world a better place. So I did a little bit of digging. I found the 1997 UMD uh, team picture. So I see you back in the corner, down in the corner, um, <laughs> young buck. Uh, <laughs> you were, you, uh, were you number four or was it something four? I couldn't tell. I was number four. Okay, number four. Um so an image that I love when, um, and I don't know why it is, and maybe it's because it's just, you know, you talk, talk about like, what's our walk-up song? Like if we're walking up to the plate, what's our walk-up song? Things like that. But the image that I love when I'm watching basketball is the pregame. Um, and they're in the locker room and the players are sitting there with their headphones on. And you mentioned it earlier, like you, you're going, you're about to go out and you're kind of hyping yourself up. You're thinking about 
you're you're actualizing the game. You're thinking about how you're going to play. And we talked a little bit about it before. And so I'm not going to allow you to use top of the world. Um, But I want back in that to 1997. um, I guess we didn't have the giant. We didn't have the headphones. We had trying to think of what we had. (laughs) Well, we did have headphones. I mean, yeah, we had headphones, but they weren't like the. It was a CD uh, <laughs> that we used to man. The disc man. <laughs> yes. Okay. That's right. The disc man that you had. Okay. So you got something on your disc man. And it's and it's and it's before the game. I don't care which game you're thinking about, whether it's the biggest game, it's senior night, whatever it may be. But 1997, what song would you be playing in your headphones to hype you up for that game? Oh, no doubt. Deal Max, what's my name? Okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, <it, laughs> <laughs> and that was the truth. By the time I got done playing, I wanted you, almost like the whole Muhammad Ali, I wanted you to say my name. Um, I wanted my name to be in the paper. Uh, I wanted mm-hmm. the coach after the game to say, man, you were hard to guard, which happened quite a bit. Um, but I needed to do something in order for that to happen. So um, it wasn't just the song that hyped me up. It was the action that kind of allowed me to go out there and, and do my thing. Oh, I love that. Okay. You know, one of the the byproducts of doing this over the last month, month and a half or so, is getting the chance to sit down with, um, at this point in time, mostly people I know, but I don't know some of them, you know, I don't know deeply. Um, I know in a professional sense, I know them, um, I know what drives them, uh, or I have a feeling of what drives them, I've seen them in action. Um and and I'm in awe. Like I, I moving to Minneapolis, I have been in awe of your leadership um, from the day that I started. Um, and there were tons of questions about a white guy coming in to be a high school principal in the city of Minneapolis. And I watched people approach me in that with that, like, who's this guy? And I never felt that from you. I felt I, I felt welcomed and and also also like. Okay, how can we support this guy? How can we get him up to speed with the history? How can we how can we um, make sure that he's successful? And I'm just always I've always appreciated that about you. I appreciate that. You know, all I'm trying to do is create a championship team. So you know, yep. if I can have an influence on creating um, a space for all of us to to win. Uh, that's what I'm out there to do. Thank you for like taking the time um, this morning. Thanks for, um, you know, the friendship over the last three or four years. Um, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to the time where we work together again, we collaborate again. I know that will happen. I don't know mm-hmm. what context, but it'll happen. And so, yeah, so I just really appreciate you. No problem. Likewise. All right. Well, uh, everybody, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Mixtape Leadership. I hope you learned something. I hope that uh, you have a new playlist to play on the way to work this morning uh, or on the way home from work or or what have you. But uh, as, as usual, this show is available. You can watch it. If you want to see our lovely faces on YouTube, or you can download it at any of the uh, any of the pod- podcast platforms. Uh, have a wonderful day or night or whatever time it is that you're listening to this. Appreciate you all. Have a great night.